Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and today's guest is Brianna Larcher, co-owner of Volute, alongside her husband, Pascal. Volute is a prison street food vendor and catering business. With seasonal beignets that use local ingredients and are made fresh right before your eyes, it's no wonder they sell out wherever they pop up. Now here's Brianna from Volute. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Yay. Doing this with us, yeah. I this I'm, is my first podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm really excited to have you on. I've been a fan of Volute and everything you guys do. Oh my gosh, maybe for four years or so. Oh and I, yeah. And that's what's so funny is you know the way I I even discovered you guys was just walking around the. Overland Park Farmers Market. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, it was, I just noticed the line of people standing and I just said, what, no, it's crazy. what is this line? And so I, I know that's how I'm, we feel about it too. We're like, what is this line? How are we doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, wow, people really like to eat our food. Like we're still in shock about it. We're like, yep, here we are. I guess we're doing it. <laughs> how long have you guys been popping up at the Overland Park Farmers Market? God, I know. And someone asked me this at a, there's a bunch of, I don't know if you know, the Overland Park Farmers Market is like developing and there's all this like development happening. So I've been going to these meetings and someone asked me that at one of these meetings, one of the developers. And I was like, I looked at Christina, the market manager. I was like, I have no idea. I should probably know this. I, she said four years, but she thinks it's longer. I'd have to look back because we started out actually, we started out the beginning of 2017 and then our first we actually started out the Merriam farmers market so we just we're there I think once a month and just to kind of get a feel for like just marketing of just like okay we're going to start this catering company and we're just going to market our name and so we started out Merriam and so that was the first year so then I guess that's four years right because in the following year 2018 it's kind of weird to do years though because it's seasons either way I think about four years is the long answer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what's so crazy. And I think just what's awesome about you guys is even for new customers, there is clearly such a following for you yeah. guys. And yeah. I love the Overland Park Farmers Market. I love going on Saturdays. And a lot of times I take out of towners there. Every time we walk around, someone will say, what is that line to? And I'll be like, I'm so glad you asked. That's where we're going. And it's always the line. Uh, You're to you guys, so sweet. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're so grateful. We really, truly, and this was like, I think even everyone became so much more hypersensitive and aware when pandemic hit in all of the good and bad places. But um, for us as a business, like being able to still sell on Saturdays and be open when so many of the people around us in our industry weren't able to do that. We felt so grateful. But then on top of that, like when everything's shutting down and as a business owner and we have kids, you know, so like it's, it's a very much, it's a very much family business where it's like, okay, this is our bread and butter feeling so incredibly grateful 
for our clients and our customers. Like we just have so many regulars and that we've gotten close to. And so, and it's all these familiar faces we see over and over again every week. It's crazy. Like we're still just kind of like, wow, we're really like, this is Volute. Like Volute's developed into this like amazing company and it grew so fast. But again, it's just because we have a really amazing client base. Like we have incredible customers that are so loyal. And again, during the pandemic 2020, like we really saw that. Like it was like, oh, like these are our people that are going to continue to support us through the hardest time of everyone's existence at this point. And yet people are showing up and supporting and supporting local and not just us, obviously, like so, I mean, Kansas City, like, is really good about supporting local businesses in general, but we feel really grateful. I feel that we just, like, we're so fortunate to be at the market, but then also to have the amazing customers like you. So, yeah, we're grateful. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things that I really like that you guys do and is one of the many reasons that customers come back, not only because your food is delicious, but the rotating menu. I always yeah. love seeing yeah the changing beignets, your sweet beignets, your savory beignets. And I know for me personally, I always get excited to see when you post on Instagram, what your menu is for that week. So the rotating menu is we, I mean, like it's seasonal, you know, like, so we like to base it on like, cause we love getting all of our produce and at least a lot of our items from what's in season and what our friends are selling at the market that week, you know, um, in that season. But Pascal also hates doing the same thing over and over again he gets bored so easily and he's just he's super creative like he's just he's just his brain is constantly developing menus and developing ideas not only just for the menu but like business ideas and like oh we should do this oh let's play with this food and like so with beignets beignets are you know like once you've been doing them for a while like they get repetitive and he was feeling really stuck. I think especially at the very beginning, like he was like, I'm so tired of just making beignets, but we really had to like, look at that and be like, okay, this is popular and this is what people love and that's okay. It's building our brand. And we're able to like, obviously that's why he has like all of the French patisseries that are rotating as well. And so it's like a, it's his way of being able to just keep it fun and keep it fresh and like, yeah, if you offer the same thing all year round, like people are going to get bored. You know, it's just human nature for us to do that. So it is kind of a combo of like, yes, customers definitely, it just is better business, but Pascal mostly, like he just has to, he has to be changing. He wouldn't be in the profession he's in if he couldn't do that. So. And you mentioned seasonality. Are you getting a lot of your ingredients from local vendors? Is that a big part of your Yes. Sometimes we can't just depending, especially, I don't know. It just depends really like on cost. Food cost is like really has been an interesting ride the past couple of years. So um, sometimes we just can't financially do it, but yeah, we, but then there's other things where it's quality. It's like, okay, like Sal, the mushroom man, like we only get mushrooms from him now um, because they are just so much better than anywhere else. And yeah, you pay a little bit of extra for sure, but it's worth it to us. And again, I'm supporting someone that I know, and I know he's growing quality ingredients. I know that the mushrooms are safe that we're eating. And like, I love being able to do that for our customers as well. Like that sense, that quality is the high quality is like what people want, but also what we are proud of selling as well. And again, we're really happy to just support anybody we can that's locally 
mom and pop small business just like us it all just kind of trickles together at the end of the day and we all end up helping each other out and it we all benefit from it you know in more ways than one so but yeah we do like I have relationships with certain farmers and you know and so like a lot of those jams like that's what we've been doing this year is like a way for us to take that produce that farmers aren't able to sell either because they're like seconds we call them seconds but like that are beat up or just like not able to not you know they don't look pretty anymore they're going to go bad in a couple of days and so we take them from the farmers so it's a really great way for the farmers to make money and again sustainability wise like you're able to use that produce, you know, and use and not throw out anything. Pascal is a huge proponent of not throwing anything out. Like everything can be used. We just peeled a crap ton of apples and we got all of our apples from Sunflower Orchard. So they're all organic, like the peel and everything, like it's all good to eat. And so he's like, I'm not dumping out these peels. I'm going to figure out how to use them. So like, I don't know what he has planned, but he's going to do something with them to like, Literally nothing goes to waste in this kitchen. So <laughs> I I love that. I wish I could say that I let as little go to waste as possible, but sometimes it's hard. It's hard. hard. To do. Yeah. Yeah. And like a yeah, in like our house, like our personal kitchen, like it is, it's harder. And we have two kids, and so it's like a constant stream of like we can be more intentional in our kitchen kitchen, you know, like at Relute, but yeah, here at home it's a little bit different. So don't beat yourself up too hard. It's hard. <laughs> It's really hard to be like that good. (laughs) And the recipes that you and Pascal are using for most of your, or all of the things that you offer at Volute, are those recipes that you guys have come up with over the years, just through trial and error? Are those recipes passed down through family? I know baking kind of runs in your blood and there's some generational baking on your side. God, it has to be probably a little bit of both. I would say like Pascal has recipes that, I mean, he is a classically trained French chef. He's not a pastry chef because they had like a special school, but he had enough of that. So like his background in itself, that's just like what he's done. And so like he has this giant cookbook of just all his recipes he's used over the years and he'll sometimes go back to them and sometimes not. So he's kind of developed his own stuff. Like when he, when it comes to the stuff that he cooks and bakes in the kitchen, absolutely. The beignets were a trial and error. So that was a lot of trial and a lot of error. And we finally kind of gotten to a place where we haven't changed the dough recipe in a long time. But the dough recipe in itself, when we decided that, we we use uh, Janie's Mill, which is a local stone ground flour miller in uh, Illinois. Uh, Harold is the farmer and the miller, and he's incredible, and he delivers our flour. And so that was actually interesting because that played into how our dough and how our recipe of the beignets would even evolved because they had to figure out different extractions and different protein levels of like how much gluten is in all of this. And beignets, it doesn't feel like they're super fancy by any means, but they are very, they can be really finicky, especially when it comes to like a nice consistency. And we like a little bit, just a denser dough in general for beignets than like what you'd find in like traditional other beignet places, especially in New Orleans. But yeah, like the other stuff that we do, like there's stuff I only do, like the cinnamon rolls we make, uh, the scones, like breakfast cookies, like a lot of the stuff that I end up doing in the kitchen. Yeah. Comes from just family recipes for sure. My go-to is to go back to like recipes that my grandma and my mom gave me for sure. So do you bake it all? Like, do you play in the kitchen? 
love baking. I have always loved baking. There was a time in my life where I really looked into culinary school specifically oh, to cool. bake. I used to bake cookies with my mom every year for Hanukkah and I love baking. I just don't do it as much as I used to, but yeah. I used to bake cupcakes. That was sort of what I oh my gosh. wanted to try to perfect. And at the time, Cupcake Wars was on yes. my TV all the time <laughs> on so the funny. Food Network. I loved yeah. all of those sugary bake-offs. And yeah, I love the science of baking, but also understand the frustration of baking because it is a science. It and is, when yeah. something goes wrong, I mean, your whole recipe can turn out terribly. <laughs> right. It's true. It's so true. It is. It's hard. Yeah. And that's the thing is I'm like, yeah, it is such a science. Of, and that's what I... I think that's what I really love about it because it is so precise, but it is so, I love being in the kitchen by myself and baking. It's so therapeutic. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It totally is. Pascal, you know, he's, again, he's a chef. He's not a baker. And so he'll tell you like right off the bat, like I'm not a baker. And he's really just like had to, I guess, retrain his brain because a chef's brain and a baker's brain are very different. And so he's really had to work over the years of just being like, like I have to measure everything and I have to do this. And like, cause he, when you're a chef, there's a lot of wiggle room. Like there's so much wiggle room. Like you can just do whatever you want. So we've kind of had to adjust for that because Velute really did has shifted into like more of like baked goods. I mean, we still do caterings. We still do all of our like entrees and savory stuff, but like that's what he's doing the majority of the week is baked goods. And so he's kind of had to like readjust the way that he functions in the kitchen as well. And for you, you, I mean, you had a major career shift when you guys yeah. started Velute. So yeah starting that sort of always in the back of your mind, you sort of grew up baking and enjoying baking with your family and your husband being, you know, professionally trained chef. Was that something that was in the back of your mind you wanted to do, or was that, it just sort of happened? Yeah. I've always loved baking. It's always been my jam. My mom, grandma, like ever, we all bake. And yeah, like there's always been a part of me that's the idea of owning a bakery or really a pie shop. So like pie, I was like, I love pie. I'm obsessed with pie. Pie is probably one of my favorite things to make. Um, and maybe that's another concept down the road, who knows, but like that part of it, but I don't know if I really truly thought, oh, this is really going to happen. Did I picture myself opening up like a French cafe or doing a French catering hell no. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, that was not on my perspective at all. Like I was teaching. And then when I met Pascal, like he was a chef. And even then, like I'd been in the restaurant industry as a server before. And I was like, oh, I want nothing to do with this industry. It's a hard industry to be in. And so I know all of the good and bad parts of that industry. And so I was like, no, I'm good. This is not my journey. And then I met Pascal and then Years later, we were like, it'd be really fun to do something together. And so catering was just the option for us because financially it was a way for us to kind of like dip our toes in that part time. And then four or five years later, like we're doing this full time. But yeah, it's definitely a shift. I don't know. I'm really I'm I'm in a really good place, though. Like, I'm really happy that I took that leap and stopped teaching. It really was the reason I even stopped teaching was because we Volute was getting so busy. And so I was managing Volute and um, I had Mila, which is our, now she's four, 
but I had her in like that first year that she was born. She had, she was like a year old and I was teaching full time and I was doing Volute. And at the end of the year, I was like, oh my gosh, like I am not a superhero. Like I cannot do all of it. And it was like such a revelation. Like some people can do a lot and I am not one of them. And I was like, my plate is too full. And so we passed on and talked about it. And it was like, I was feeling really burned out without even really knowing it, but I was burned out from the profession. It's a hard, that's a hard, you know, that's a hard profession is teaching. And I'm honestly happy that I'm not, wasn't in it during 2020 and 2021 because it's just gotten harder. So there's been lots of scary components when it comes to that and figuring it out, but I love it. Yeah, I really love it. You know, you mentioned just sort of having to juggle everything. So what are some of the struggles that come with owning a business? As you said, the food industry, it's a hard industry to be in, whether it's the catering side or the restaurants, you know, whatever it is. So what are some of the struggles that you and Pascal run into with owning a business? Oh my gosh, everything. Um, (laughs) Owning a business is hard. I think the bet for us right now, it's balancing the family part of it. Yeah, like both of our brains have a hard time turning off. So it's turning that off button when it comes to work because we'll both talk, oh, did you do this? Or, hey, I have this idea for this. And so it's, we're constantly engaging. It's like having a coworker as a family, like as a, as a partner, like 24 seven. And you're just like, work never really turns off with the kids. Like kids schedules are different than like your traditional nine to five. And so just kind of like working around when she was younger, it was like when my kid's napping and like, okay, I get this window of work time. And a lot of times I am up late at night. It's gotten easier as that kids have gotten older, but the flexibility and like figuring out day to day, like, okay, are we over here? Are we doing this? Are we doing this? So that's kind of exhausting sometimes, I think, just like balancing that part of it, the time management for, I mean, Pascal and I are married. And so with that, like, there's definitely challenges on that end of as well as like, especially at the beginning, we're better at it now. But at the beginning, it was like, I would be so angry at him about business stuff. I and then it was, there was no separation when it came to our relationship. And so like, we really had to like, separate like, okay, as your business partner, I feel this way. But as your wife, I feel this way. So it's like, we I had to learn that language, though, like that doesn't just like, there's no manual for this, what we're doing. And so it's just like, this constant figuring out of like navigating that as well. And again, for the most part, like we are so fortunate that we really love each other and we like being around each other and we like working together. We just really lucked out on that part because I know not every relationship can do that. And so, but I think we just like mesh well enough where it works for us. Other challenges. I don't know. I would say right now we're in a growing period of looking for brick and mortar in that process, which is so exciting. Volute as a company, like we've had crazy growing pains, and this has been needed for a couple of years, but pandemic kind of threw a wrench in everything. And so we're just kind of back making steps towards that next big thing, which is so exciting. But it is, I am like a fish out of water. Like I, there's so much that I don't know. And there's so many like moving parts and moving pieces of what it is you do need to know. So it's just a lot of learning. I'm learning a lot right now. I'm like constantly absorbing and asking information and asking for advice from different friends. And that's definitely the biggest challenge for Pascal and I I would say both right now is like, figuring out this next step of like actually opening up a place. Like it's a, it's a huge step. So yeah. 
where are you in the process of opening a brick and mortar? Um, so we're in the negotiation slash shopping stage of just getting the space. Yeah. So we definitely have a couple of places um, and we're probably going to be in downtown Shawnee um, since we live, we live in Shawnee and we love it down there. So there's a lot of options down there right now. So we're just kind of still in those, that stage of like, okay, like, is this the space we're going to go into? How much are they going to give us? How much is this going to cost? It's all, it all ends up being money, <laughs> but it's also figuring out like what the best fit for us is as well. So congratulations on even just being in the process. That's super exciting. I know. I know. Yeah. We're again, so grateful. It's awesome. It's really awesome. And in terms of, you know, your menu is again, as we mentioned the seasonality part, and you mentioned earlier, are you guys having uh, an apple pie beignet? How far in advance are you planning your menu mm. and deciding, you know, based off seasons, what you're going to be offering? So, so we have like a monthly, like, you know, it's like we kind of know because we just based on our like history in the past of like, oh, at this time last year, we were serving this and this. So we look at back at past menus to kind of get an idea, but it's usually once a week. So on Mondays, we Monday mornings are our we have our meeting and so that's when we meet at the beginning of the week okay what are we going to do sometimes like if we have caterings and we have to plan for those a couple of weeks in advance also that you know that plays into it but then if it's really seasonal like for example I know that I have caramel gourmet apples coming out in October and we use Casey uh Kansas City caramel for that and so I always wait till the last minute. I'm always like frantically calling Terry, like, can you give me some caramel? Sometimes we can get things prepped a couple of weeks in advance, but generally the menu is whatever Pascal and myself feel like doing. A lot of it, again, has to do with like, what do we have that we need to use up? What do the farmers have that they need to sell? That all factors into like our menu and what we plan. But yeah, we usually sit down on Mondays. Mondays are our work days, but they're a little bit calmer. It's our calmest day of the week, I would say. So, <laughs> Do you have a favorite menu item? No, I don't. It's hard for me to have favorites in general because I love so much food. I'm a foodie. I love food. I love eating it. And Pascal is really good at cooking and uh, baking. Generally, I would say like Parisian flan. And he would, if he was here, he'd probably say, oh, you love, babe, you love the Parisian flan because it's delicious. It's classic. It's always served cold. It's a vanilla. It's just, there's nothing crazy about it, but I love it. It's one of, it's one of my favorites. I'm obviously a foodie as well. And every <laughs> yeah. time I try one of your beignets or even the pump frites or anything new on yeah, your menu, yeah. every menu item I try, I say to myself, okay, this might be my new favorite. Oh, you're later, so I come back sweet. and I think, okay, maybe this is my new favorite. <laughs> so I do always come back to the campfire Benio, I just have a really I know. Soft, yeah, I've I have a very soft place in my heart for anything s'mores. Yes. I think that's because same. I really grew up eating s'mores. Mm-hmm. Like I went to sleepaway camp, went camping. Yeah. So anything chocolate and marshmallow and the graham cracker combination. It's so good. I agree. Perfection. So. Yeah, when we came up with that, that was a couple of years ago, we did the campfire for the first time. And so we cooked one 
and we brought it home for our daughter and she was our other daughter. So Melise was probably maybe 13 or 14 at the time. She consumed that beignet faster than any other beignet I'd seen her consume. <laughs> she loves chocolate, but it was just like, oh, damn. Okay. All right. So that's a really good one. That's you like that flavor. And she's like, oh yeah. I was like, cool. And one of the things that I think makes Lute unique is you aren't pre-making everything in a kitchen right miles away and then driving it for the Overland Park Farmer's Market. Yeah. You can see Pascal right behind you making the beignets fresh. And so I imagine that added component, there's some complexity to it. But at the same time, I think that's why, especially the beignets are so good. Again, everything you guys make is so good. Thank you so much. Knowing that it's fresh and being able to see it with your own eyes that, okay, that was made a few minutes ago. Right, right. just that idea of, of knowing you're eating something fresh, I think makes food so much better. Oh my God. Any fresh baked good, especially, I mean, that's not even a baked good, but like any fresh food that's made on site is just going to be 10 times better. Like the quality is there. Pascal is pretty picky when it comes to quality in general. And so like his standard is already pretty high. And so like, yeah, it's like, okay, you're just at a farmer's market in the middle of Kansas. And, you know, there's nothing fancy about it. You know, we kind of deem our Saturday morning food as Parisian street food. So you're just eating like street food-esque type of food. So it's nothing like super like, oh my God, this is a, you know, $200 plated whatever. But it is, it's so, there's something about being fresh. And I think quality ingredients, honestly, is a huge component of it as well. But yeah, it makes a huge difference. I love all baked goods right out of the oven. I think that's the only way to eat them is right out of the oven. You know, like it's just makes a difference in the quality of it. So I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> I tend to be that person when I do bake cookies in my own kitchen. I know every recipe ever tells you, let it sit. You let it sit on the cooling rack five minutes, I am sitting there like burning (laughs) the tips of my fingers, trying to eat a warm, fresh cookie. And then I'll ruin a cookie and burn it with my (laughs) mouth. And to me, I'm like, it's worth Worth it. it. It's worth worth it. it. That's what I want. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I know it is. It's so gratifying to have that. Yeah, it is. It's food is supposed to be enjoyable. You're supposed to enjoy your food and life is way too short to just eat mediocre food. So I agree. Absolutely. (laughs) And so what does life sort of look like for you outside of Lute? I know you are a mother of two and you obviously owning a business is sort of all encompassing, but when you are able to take a step back, what does life look like for you? Yeah. Just hanging out with our girls. I think Pascal and I, we just try to spend as much time with the girls as possible. So we have kind of a crazy age gap between our girls. We have a 17 year old and she's a senior. And then we have a four-year-old who's in pre-K. So the age difference and like everyone's kind of doing their own thing, like she's in ballet and then Maylise is really into theater. So she's at school till like 5.30 every day. So life is a little bit hectic right now, but yeah, when we're all home, we always sit down for dinner together. So that's kind of just a staple. It's like a habit that we have. So definitely eating dinners and sharing dinners together. We really love our little corner of the universe in our house. So we bought this house probably six years ago. And it was kind of like a fixer upper, like we knew we we're gonna have to put a lot of work into it. And 
we love working like especially outside like gardening and like doing lawn work and like painting on the inside and doing like just like little projects on the inside of the house that's kind of our it's our relaxation of like oh let's do this project today or oh let's do let's install this and we're just yeah we're not super exciting we're not like skydiving or doing anything crazy like that like we like to go out with our friends and eat food and good food every once in a while but yeah it's mostly just being at home because we're we're working so much that it's like we relish the time when we can just like relax and be at home and not have to go anywhere and we can just like kind of just play around in the house and outside we love we both being love being outside so just spending as much time outside as possible is and what would you say is one of your favorite things about living in Kansas City in general. And I know Pascal is not here with us right now, but especially from his perspective, not being from here and not being from Kansas at all. What would you say are some of yours and his favorite things about living in Kansas City? That's a good question. Pascal really loves just, he really loves the barbecue. We're going to like get done. Like I know it's come all comes back to food, but he loves barbecue. And so I think Kansas City barbecue in the scene here like there's so many options he really loves that about Kansas City I think it's just the relaxed there's such a in the Midwest in general and especially Kansas City there's such a relaxed state of mind here like it's not super busy it's and that totally fits Pascal's vibe like he is just wants to be laid back and peaceful and live in peace for the rest of his life that's what he wants to do so like I think he'd probably answer it as that in Kansas city. I, I think Kansas city as an adult, cause I grew up here and I was not a big fan of it growing up. And then I moved away and then I came back here as an adult and I'm like raising children and having a family here. It's felt so different. I've loved it so much more because I think it is, it's just so easy to live here. I love the community. You don't find like the openness everywhere. I lived in New York for four years and New Yorkers get a bad rap and I love New Yorkers and I love New York, but it is a different energy. And so being here, especially as an adult and having a business here, there's people are so nice here and so kind and so open and welcoming. And you just don't get that everywhere. Um, And so that's what I really, it's probably what I love the most about Kansas city and just having, I have so much family here. And so I really love having all my family close to me. I think in terms of uh, being a small business owner too, one thing I consistently hear from entrepreneurs in Kansas City is there is this overwhelming sense of support from people in all different parts of Kansas City and different industries. And I think it's something that's really special about Kansas City that yeah, I agree. is this idea of supporting each other and just letting everyone like enjoy each other's art and creativity. Yeah, I agree. It is. It's such a, again, the community, yeah, the community, especially when it comes to small businesses, it's it's great. It's so good. We've, and obviously we benefit from that energy and that, that community of just like supporting each other is incredible and it's infectious, you know, like it just spreads, you know, and it is, it's Kansas city's a good city. It's a good town to, it's a good town to live in. If there was anything you could change about Kansas City, what would that be? Pascal and I both would probably say proximity to France. 
it's not close enough to his parents. So that's the biggest, I would say that's definitely the biggest thing right now. It's like, we're too far from his parents. And so that's hard. God, yeah, I wish Kansas City was closer to the Atlantic Ocean at this point. What can you do? You just yeah. continue to shed joy and love and just like, you know, just kind of make your little part of the world as best you can, you know, and encourage everybody else to do the same. So I think through Volute, you and Pascal are sharing love through your good food and oh, that's sweet. Thank and you. I think you guys have done a great job with everything over there. And in terms of, I know you guys also do catering. So could mm-hmm. you explain a little more of the catering side of your business? Yeah. So again, majority of our customers just see us as Saturday mornings at the market, but yeah, the other, I mean, even on Saturday nights, we have catering sometimes those are very long days, but um, you know, the rest of the week, a lot of times we'll do corporate catering. So, which is what we started out doing the most of is just like breakfast and lunch for, you know, business offices. And so that's kind of a huge variety of different companies that we do for that. And then we also do in-home dining, which is like a smaller version of catering. So instead of like big, huge caterings for like 100, 200 people, we will have in-home like five to seven course meals in your house. And so Pascal will come in and make this like elaborate meal for like you and four other couples or three other friends. And, um, a lot of it is hands-on or can be hands-on where it's like a class he taught. I think last year we had like a, how to make crepes and like make crepes in front of them and everyone got to practice. And so that was really fun. Like it's a lot of, those are my favorite types of caterings to do. And then probably our most popular ones that we do are the in-home dining because it's just so much more intimate. You get to know everybody, you get to know your clients better. And it's just special, you know, it's special to have someone come and cook in your house. And then you usually get to design like your own, like Pascal and myself and the client usually work together to design a beautiful menu. And so it's like something unique and special that you wouldn't necessarily get anywhere else. And so we do a lot of those. And then we just do our general run of the mill, like bigger caterings for events. And yeah, I think that's it. And where could people find more information on uh, your catering and say if there's a listener that wants to inquire about how you set up your catering, where can people find that information? Yes. Good question. Okay. So everything is online. So www.volutekc.com. All of that you can, if you go to corporate catering, you click on that, it gives you the menu. If you do special events, then it'll give you all the menus of like appetizer menus. For your uh, dessert menus, we have a PS Monte, which is like a French wedding cake that menu. We have charcuterie board menus. So you have all of that information on there. You have a link for the Overland Park Farmers Market. So you can get updates of like when we'll be at the Overland Park Farmers Market and different pop-ups. And then you, you can just click. And you can either pick up the Overland Park Farmer's Market or you can choose to deliver for a fee or um, you can pick up at Blip Grocery, which is where our kitchen space is out of in the West Bottom. So a lot of people opt for that during the holidays and just picking up at our kitchen space because it's easier for them. And they like going to the West Bottom. So <laughs> who does? I, I love the West Bottoms. Yeah. There's something so special about the West Bottoms. Too. It is. It's just such a it's such a transportation into a different realm, you know, and like it's 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 nice that. Yeah, it's it's cute. We like it down there a lot. So. <laughs> 
And in terms of your weekly menu that you are offering at Farmer's Market, where are you posting updates of beignet flavors, any other menu items? Where are you guys posting that? Okay, so everything. So all of our Overland Park Farmer's Market pop-ups and then like Shawnee. So we do the Moonlight Market the third Thursday of every month. Everything is all on social media. So Instagram and Facebook, we post it usually a day before a pop-up or markup or market. So every Friday morning, we'll post the menu on a uh, Instagram and Facebook. And if you go to the website, you can click on it and then it'll take you to Instagram and Facebook. So if you want to go directly to the website, you can check it that way as well. But yeah, those are your two places where you can get your weekly updates. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Are there any upcoming menu items that you would want listeners to know about, to keep an eye out for? Well, October is when we start our gourmet caramel apples, like I mentioned earlier. And so we work with Sunflower Orchard on the apples and then... Casey Carmel or Kansas City Carmel um, with a caramel. And then we usually use Prost pecans and try to do as many local uh, ingredients as possible. Those are a lot of fun in October. The kids love them because we end up usually doing like fun Halloween themed stuff all through October. So those are really delicious. And those are probably our specialty and most popular items in the month of October. Um, October is generally, again, you're like getting into more of your fall flavors of beignets. We have an autumn harvest, which have you had the autumn harvest? It's pears, apples, and cranberries. No, I have not had that one. So good. It's so good. So we usually start making that around that time as well. So October is a great time to come to the market because it's not hot anymore. And so there's nothing better than a warm beignet and a hot cup of coffee on like a brisk fall morning. I love it. And my, my sweaters, I cannot wait. I know it's a cliche thing to say, but I'm so excited about my sweaters right now and not feeling like a million degrees at the market. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I am counting down the days until fall, until I can consistently wear a sweatshirt and yes. leggings and be comfortable and not constantly having to put my hair up because my hair is making the back of my neck sweat quite frankly. I have long hair. So I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yes, I agree. I love being able to, especially coming to the market. I love just being able to carry stuff and not dying of wanting to run back to the car to drop off whatever I picked up. So it's (laughs) especially enjoyable. And I, I'm quite basic in that I love fall flavors. I love apples. I love cinnamon. I love yeah. pumpkin. And so I really love to see uh, local vendors, all the stuff they come up with. And I, oh my and God. I know yeah. a lot of the flavors seem redundant, but I just could eat a cinnamon, apple, anything or pumpkin, anything. And yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. So if I could live in fall year round, I would. It is those the the spices and the flavors of fall are so um, warm and uh, comforting, and so yeah, that's why it's why it's so popular. It's why Starbucks sells out of their pumpkin spice. <laughs> yes, exactly. And yeah, and I yeah, I just love hearing how dedicated you guys are to use consistently using as many local vendors as possible. I love yeah. Kansas City Caramels. Uh, for listeners that don't know, they also pop up at the Overland Park Farmer's Market. And I love the, you know, the small boxes of four. It's such a great gift. It's a great holiday gift for people that celebrate Christmas. It's a great stocking stuffer. And so I love what they do over there as well. And uh, yeah, it's it's just great to hear that you guys are trying to include as many 
uh, local vendors as possible and just you support them, they support you and everyone's supporting each other. Sounds yeah. so cliche, but I really feel like- I know, that's but it does. It do. makes such a huge difference in the grand scheme of things. And at the end of the day, like really good quality products, you know, it's like, it's and like, so that makes a difference too, you know? So it's like, wow, I have access to this gorgeous produce or this gorgeous product, you know? And um, yeah, it's what it's all about is supporting each other. At the end of the day, like that's what we have to do for each other. Absolutely. I, I totally, I totally agree. And I just want to thank you again so much for thank joining you. me and sharing yeah. your story. Anytime. Been a fan of you guys for so long. <laughs> and I, as I truly, I know I've said at any time, I said it even when, you know, I saw you a few weeks ago that I when, know, when yeah. I have people come in town, yeah. I, I just, you guys are one of the first places I think to take people and so and it's sweet. so easy too just because I love downtown Overland Park yeah, in general great. and yes. it's great just to like pick up a beignet pick up a latte from now Dolce Bakery is yeah popping up there as well yeah. and it's yeah. just great to kind of have your hands full of delicious things and walk around and yeah and hopefully soon enjoy uh some nice brisk weather yes yes yeah no we appreciate you appreciate you so much for doing this and chatting with us and yeah just continuing to support us this I mean people like you like this is what has like got this is what has gotten our business to where it's at and we're so grateful so thank you you can follow Volute on Instagram at Volute KC and you can follow me on Instagram at KC by Sari we'll see you next week Ooh, hey, hey, Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Hey, ooh, Kansas City's best. Ooh, Casey Confidential. Mm. Hey, confidential.